Welcome to the Team Building Podcast, where you'll learn how to build a dominant real estate team in your market. Featuring masterminds with team leaders and mega agents, plus in-depth interviews with operations managers and marketing directors of some of the top teams in the country. You'll learn the latest methods to generate and convert leads, streamline your operations, recruit and train better agents, and raise your profit. And now, here's the latest Team Building Podcast. Hey, what's up, you guys? Jeff Cohn here with another episode of the Team Building Podcast, where we interview top team leaders, broker owners, and thought leaders across the country. We have a very special guest today coming from a place that I'm very jealous of, and that is San Diego, California. Mr. Kyle Whistle, what's up, man? Dude, it's living the life right now. It's perfect San Diego weather, 75 and sunny, just like every day. We're uh, we're very blessed to live here. (laughs) Dude, good for you. And people don't know I'm in Omaha, Nebraska, and it's always freezing cold or crazy hot. So I think it's like 98 degrees right now, but like super humid. I would like to be in San Diego. And I'm actually coming out next month for uh, the Steve Sims conference. Okay. Steve wrote the book, uh, Blue Fishing, and I'm going to go check that out. So maybe we should should hang out while you're in town. Yeah, exactly. Well, Kyle, you're very well known um, and influencer, of course, across all brokerage brands. I think you're most known for your social media engagement and some of the really cool things you're doing with video. Um, I know today we'll talk a little bit about funnels. And um, as, as we've talked about, our audience members are comprised of team leaders, broker owners, industry leaders, entrepreneurs. And I know everything and anything you're doing, what's so great about your business is it's not just for real estate agents, it's for anyone running a business. And so why don't you talk a little bit about your journey of where you've come from, um, what platforms you've worked on, where your team is today, and then where you're going. And then we can talk about some of your funnel strategies. Yeah, for sure. So um, again, Kyle Whistle, I'm in San Diego, California. I run Whistle Realty Group. We're at EXP Realty. Last year, we did 456 transactions, 267 million. Um, This year, we're trending toward 400 million in volume. Uh, We're running about 40 agents on the team right now. We have a goal to get up to 60 by the end of the year. So we're in big growth mode right now. Um, And all the background noise you might be hearing right now, we just finished up a fun little script battle with our team. Uh, We did a fun little head-to-head competition. Um, We had 16 of our best agents do it and just go head-to-head and see who had the best scripts and objection handlers. And it was super fun. So if you're watching this, you either have a team or... Um, are building a team, something I would strongly recommend that you do. The uh, It's really good for culture. It's really good for the new agents to see what the veteran agents are doing and what they're saying. Um, killer event. So I couldn't uh, recommend that enough. Cool, man. Well, that's awesome. That's a lot of business. Obviously, you guys have a great sales price. Um, a lot of times people will come from an area with a high sales price and they'll brag about the big volume, but never don't want to th- say their units. You're over 400 units. I mean, that's in, that's incredible in San Diego. And um, of course, it's a testimony to your leadership and bringing people together. I love the example of just doing your script battle. You know, so many teams so often don't have a consistent process in holding their agents accountable and coaching. And you've always subscribed to, you know, investing in yourself, knowing it's going to help others. And I think that's awesome. So where are you guys going? What's your what's your plan the next year? You're at EXP. Um, I think we've talked about expansion. I don't know if you're already doing that or not, if that's on the radar. Yeah, you know, we've we've always looked at expansion. Um, I know some of the other brands out there are big on the expansion model, and we've just found that um, there's so much business to be had here in San Diego. There's 36,000 transactions a year. I, I don't 
know why I need to leave here. I mean, I don't you even get to 36,000 sides and then maybe you look at it. Yeah. It's like, I mean, <laughs> we did 456 last year out of 36,000. There's so much more opportunity yeah. locally where we actually have an established brand. So sure. I'm not a big fan of like popping teams in you know, 10 different right. cities. I'd rather pop 10 times as many people here in this one city. And that's really what we're on track to do. Um, and it, it's working amazingly well because something I've, I've really started to obsess over over the last couple of years is really brand and building that brand out to where you just become synonymous with real estate, right? When somebody thinks about real estate, they think of you. They hear your name and they think, oh, that's that guy. That's that girl. I mean, that's the brand that we're really trying to build here. So, you know, you, you mentioned social media. One of the things that's really helped us build our brand has been video. Um, we've consistently cranked out a massive amount of videos. I've had three full-time videographers today. Um, I got my first one over six years ago. And so we're just nonstop cranking out videos left and right because videos an amazing way for people to get to know, like, and trust us, which are the three things that have to happen before they do business with us. Yep. So we've done all kinds of different videos. Um, the most current iteration, we're doing a lot of stuff with restaurants because um, those always get a lot of traction, yep. but then we're having fun doing doing things with nonprofits. Um, I run a nonprofit. I'm on the board of a few nonprofits. And so what I know is that it's hard to run a nonprofit. It is a very challenging thing. You don't have these massive marketing budgets. So one, I want to do whatever I can to help other nonprofits being a nonprofit owner myself. I know how hard it is. And so if I can help other nonprofits, that's a great thing. Um, and help them get more donations. And then the other thing I've learned is people that donate to nonprofits tend to have a lot of money, right? They have the disposable income to make those donations. Um, so especially like a boys and girls clubs, like, holy smokes, like you want to do a golf tournament with them. It's like $500 a head to be in a golf tournament. Well, mm -hmm. the person who can donate $500 a head is somebody who could probably buy a two, $3 million house. Those are people right. I want to know. So what it's doing is it's, you know, me giving back because we're so blessed to do what we do in this business. Um, two, it's helping these nonprofits raise funds that they so desperately need. And three, it's allowing me to build connections with, you know, people that have a, a large amount of wealth. So that's been really cool. And then we've been doing videos uh, partnering with historical societies. Wow. And there's a history channel for a reason, right? On TV is people love to hear the history of things. Well, for example, we just did one. There's this mural that I've driven by a thousand times in this community of Lakeside. And it's just like a race car. Well, little did I know the story behind that race car mural is there used to be a racetrack that went around the lake in Lakeside. And there was a train that used to come into Lakeside and people would come from all over Southern California to watch races around this lake. Like wow. I had no freaking idea. And That's so it's cool. cool to take this like mural and now tell the story behind it. And right. that stuff's getting amazing engagement with the community because we're providing them content that they actually care about mm -hmm. as opposed to new listing, just right. sold, it sold house. house. Like people don't so care about that. So a lot of people get nervous with the technology. You know, no one has to go to the level Kyle's at, at least in the beginning with having a videographer, you know, all of that sounds really fancy. You can do it on an iPhone, get an iPhone, bro. This isn't very difficult. Shoot something, talk about it for 60 seconds. One thing I'd be curious though, you know, obviously we can take it as, as far as we want in terms of professional video creation, where are you posting and how are you engaging your audience? Once they're in your world, what's your call to action to get them to use an agent to buy or sell or to invest with you or to use any of your other ways or you give, you give value that you can monetize. 
Yeah, here's what I've started to learn when it comes to video. I think a lot depends on the market that you're in. If you're in a destination market like a Austin, Texas, a Nashville, Tennessee, a Boise, Idaho, where there's a lot of people moving, if I'm creating content today, I'm creating heavily on YouTube. The reason being is when somebody's thinking about relocating to a new city, they want to learn everything about the city. They can search for that information on Google and YouTube, which is one in the same effectively. They don't really do that on Facebook. You don't go on Facebook and be like, tell me about the community of Boise. So if you're in a destination community, I really like creating content on YouTube because I'm creating searchable content on there. Whereas in your market, Omaha, no offense, it's not exactly a big Omaha at the top of the destination list, right? So if I'm in an Omaha, I'm creating more social media content on Facebook, Instagram, where I'm engaging the existing community, where I'm putting information in front of them because that's where they're going to be. Uh, Why not do both? If you're going to create content for one, why not just push them to both? We do. um, But I like, you know, the YouTube, there's, it's a different type of video when you're creating for YouTube, right? Like long form video on YouTube works amazing where long-term long form video on social doesn't. Now, do we take our videos that we do on social and put them on YouTube? Yes. But if you really want to crush on YouTube, it's a, a very different uh, approach, right? 20, 30, 40 minute videos are great there. Um, you want to get people in, you want high click through rates, average view duration. There's a lot to it. So have you ever been approached by, um, other businesses to ask if they can use your video content or, and, or like post it to Netflix or post it to HGTV or not to that level. That would be cool. Um, what we have had work well in like, let's say these restaurants and whatnot, what's cool with that content and putting it on YouTube is a lot of these restaurants and businesses will take that YouTube video. They'll now embed it onto their website. Like there's a restaurant I did five years ago. If you go to their homepage, it's on the front page, like on the homepage of their website. They're branding me. Every time somebody goes to that website, they're branding Kyle Whistle, which is amazing. And so the second part of the question was like the calls to action. Well, here's the thing is if you shoot a video about the omelet factory, that's a restaurant next door to my office. Like people aren't going to call me like, Kyle, I saw your video on the omelet factory. Please help me buy. Right? Right. That's not what's going to happen. But what is going to happen is now when you send that postcard to that person and they see your name, your face on that postcard, they're going to be like, oh, this is the guy who does all the restaurant videos. Now they're going to be more likely to respond. When you make that expired call and you say, hey, Jeff, it's, it's Kyle over at Whistle Realty. You're like, oh, Kyle, you're the, the video guy. You do the restaurant videos, right? So what it's going to do is it's going to lift the response rate and everything around you. Mm-hmm. So are you going to do some deals directly from the videos? Yes, but that's not the primary thing. You're building brand and then brand is going to lift everything else around you to where the response rate on that expired call, on that postcard, when you take that Zillow connection call, everything that you do, you start to see a lift because now you're a brand that people have come to know, like, and trust via the video. Now, when it's time for them to do business, they're going to. Um, A good example is we had somebody call the other day off of a postcard they got six months ago but they saw a listing and they had this postcard. They had held onto it for six months because they trusted our brand, right? Mm-hmm. There's a, they could have called the listing agent. They could have went on any website, but we had built the brand and built that trust with that person where they held yeah. that postcard. And when they were finally ready, they picked up the phone and called us because of brand. So yeah, I'm yeah. huge on brand and right. As all these other companies are taking away our leads, right? The way that you can take the leads back is to build your own personal brand. And so sure. I think that's something a lot of people don't think about enough. 
and they're they're too focused on building their their company's brand and um you know one of the good things at exp is they really allow us to build our brand um mm -hmm. i was independent previously i had a big fear coming over they're like oh my gosh i'm giving up everything and right. in all honesty we've been here for like three years i think i've had three people ask like clients ask what exp is because we've built such a strong whistle brand our sure. colors our logo they know you know that's synonymous with whistle um and so that's something i think is important for people too is make sure you're always building your brand not your brokerage's brand because if you build your brokerage's brand and you leave that brokerage what do you have left right you have nothing you you built their brand not your own brand so um, you know, hey, if EXP ever falls apart, I could easily just drop EXP, slide something else in there, but I stay Whistle. Whistle is that consistent yep. brand that people plan. know, like, and trust. Are people able to, in, in YouTube, um, follow, like, a restaurant review? Do you have a name? Like, we could go check out some examples. Yeah, Everything East County. Everything East County is our channel. So um, you can check out the videos on there. You could go to our Facebook page. Um, something that's been really good for us was spinning a Facebook group off of the Facebook page. Um, our Facebook group, I think, is six, 7,000 active users in there. And so what's great with a page is you have to create the content. If you don't put content on a page, nothing is happening with your page. Mm -hmm. The beauty when you spin a group off of a page is there's content in that group. I mean, there's probably a hundred posts a day in this group and mm -hmm. I don't have to do anything, right? Like the group has become its own content creating machine. What are they talking about? Really cool. Um, it's a lot of like, Hey, who's got a plumber, who's got an electrician. Um, and then there's always, you know, there's going to be those negative Nancy's like, sure. so there's somebody <laughs> who stole a package off my porch. Like, okay, right, that's right. fine. It happens. Right. Um, so it's next right. door, but it's for your entire region. Have yeah. you gone in? Are you still a boomtown user? We're not. Okay. Are, who are you on right now? Who's your uh, follow up boss with Y Lobo? Okay. And I was going to ask if you had any specific neighborhood content uh, with the CRM. And I don't know if those two provide you links to be able to create that. Yeah. So we, I mean, all of every single video we shoot becomes a blog article on the website. Um, okay. And then what's yeah. great is that, you know, there's times where you could do a search for a particular restaurant in a city and we'll pull up on the first page of Google. And what I found is when somebody's like thinking about trying a new restaurant or whatnot, they'd rather click on a review about the restaurant than the restaurant's page themselves. So we're getting good traction on that, um, which is killer. And then the, the last part of these videos is we're building all these relationships with, again, the nonprofit owners, yeah. the yeah, historical awesome. society and these restaurant owners. And, you know, the restaurant owners are the people who tend to have a lot of connections. They have a good amount of money and they love to help people, right? Like nobody gets in the restaurant business because it's the most profitable thing in the world. They, right. do, they love to serve people. They love to sure. help people. They love to make people happy. Yeah. And so if we can do something for them, they want to do everything in their power to make us happy because they're so appreciative of what we've done for them. From a best practices standpoint, have you found that you should get them to sign something to give you permission to record and permission to post? Have you ever ran into any issues with that? We've never run into any issues because okay. it's in a public place. Right. So there's a thing about a reasonable expectation of privacy when you're in a public restaurant there is no expectation open to public so how can yeah. they be upset about it yeah i think the only thing we ever had is um there was somebody who was in a video that got arrested for something and the business was like hey can you take the video down we wow. don't want this person representing our company i think that's that's literally the only thing we've ever had and i mean we've done hundreds of these now Okay. What other um, tips, tricks would you recommend for someone thinking about doing it where they're just going to use their iPhone or they're going to pay someone part-time to go shoot a few videos? Because I do know there's a lot of teams now doing this strategy, right? Trying to follow yeah. this 
and there are coaches out there. Do you have anyone you would point someone to or do you have coaching? Yeah, we have a class. We have a whole course that we built out in Teachable. So if you want to learn this strategy, um, it's on an early bird pricing right now as well. So you can go to mediamayormastermind.com, mediamayormastermind.com. We teach the entire strategy. It's basically everything that my videographer and I've learned over the last six years of cranking out videos together in a little package for a few hundred bucks. So um, jump on that. And then the other thing we do with that course is we give four video topics a month for you to go and shoot. And it's not just a topic, it's the exact format to follow. You have the whole outline ready to go um, with an example of the video. Okay, cool. Well, wow, that that answers that problem. That's awesome. (laughs) Thank you. So yeah, you guys definitely be sure to check that out. Um, I know, so I'm in our studio and I have a videographer who creates content. He does all of our trainings. He does our podcast. Um, it's not as crazy as expensive as you think San Diego, you might be paying a little bit more, uh, for a full-time shooter, but I know the strategy works and it works exactly why you're saying it works. And that is it gets you more people to know you, like you trust you, that it's brand recognition. They're going to choose someone that they've seen a couple of times on a video versus a complete stranger. So I think you guys are doing an awesome job with it. And a lot of people talk about it. So I would highly recommend the course. If you guys want to check that out. Appreciate that, bro. Yeah, for sure. All right. So look, one more big tip or trick. What else have you guys seen? I mean, you're doing a lot of unit sales. You've got a big team. Um, of course, it's not just video that's helping you to be successful. And it's certainly not just the Kyle Whistle sales that are making you guys successful. So what would you say is something else that you feel like you've done really well as you've built out your team in San Diego? Yeah, I mean, the biggest evolution for us over the last year has really been going in head first on building a badass ISA department. Um, there's been a complete game changer for our company because here's what I see most team leaders doing is they're going out and buying leads on Facebook and pay-per-click and a lot of these websites where we know realistically a, a Facebook lead, the conversion rate on that is under a percent. I mean, it's a fraction 0.1% is what I would say 0.1.2%. Like how crazy is that to give these to your agents and then yell at your agents? Cause they're not following up with these leads that convert at like one out of 500 and you're hammering your agent, make your calls, make your calls. Why aren't you making your calls? Like, really? Like, is your agent the dumbass or are you the dumbass for expecting your agent to do that? Because last time I checked, nobody got their real estate license to sit on the phone and just bang out calls for hours and hours every day. Like people got their license so that they could go show homes. They could close deals, negotiate deals and cash checks and post themselves pretending they're on the phone for an Instagram photo. Like that's what they got their license for. So Mm -hmm. what we've done is really stripped a lot of the lead follow-up away from our agents because I started to realize like, I'm just, I'm an asshole. Like I'm hammering on my agents to try to convert all these leads that are crap leads. Like, why am I doing that? So what we've done a little different, I looked at the funnel as three pieces the top of the funnel, we use AI and automation at the top of the funnel because I don't believe a human should be wasting their time on a lead that converts one out of 500. I think that's crazy. So we use um, AI through YLOPO. They have a really cool um, system built out where it automatically engage leads for us via text message. And then we also run call action. We run really long-term text campaigns. We get an amazing response via text. Um, that's really you, most what's the company stuff. for that call action. Call action. So Ylopo okay. handles like the AI stuff for us. Call action handles the long-term uh, text strips. Mm-hmm. And then what we do is once somebody engages, then our ISAs take over at the middle of the funnel. Now we're getting a human involved because we at least have a hand raiser who's willing to have a conversation. So now let's have a human involved, but still 
there's a lot of work that has to be done just because they responded to a text doesn't mean they're ready to go. So now the ISA takes them from that middle of funnel to the bottom of funnel to where they're actually saying, not only did I raise my hand, now they're saying I'm ready to meet with an agent. So now what we're able to dilute, uh, do is deliver appointments on a platter to our agents, which is exactly what they want, right? Meet people, show homes, negotiate deals, cash checks, right? Like that's what they want. So we have an ISA department that's consistently putting out a hundred plus appointments a month for our agents. And so what that's doing is one, it's making us very attractive for new agents because they can come in and not just get leads, they get appointments. And it's making us very sticky for our existing agents. It's a fantastic retention play because how do you walk away from having two, three, four appointments a week put in your calendar for you? Yeah, so it's no fantastic. The other thing it's done is it allows you to fix your split model that you might have screwed up because mm -hmm. you might have been offering way too much money for things. But now an agent, if you could tee them up with an appointment on a silver platter, you might be able to go down to 20, 30, 40% to the agent. And they're like, hey, if I don't have to pay the money to generate lead, I don't have to follow up with it for two years to find the one out of 500. Yeah. And this person's saying, I'm ready to meet. Here's you know, my motivation. Here's my disc profile. Here's my financial. And I just got to show up. Yeah, I'll take 30%. Screw it, right? Like, I'm good with that. So it allows you to fix some of the mistakes you might have made. Because I found a lot of team leaders are bitches and they're scared to change their model. So this is a way you could fix your model. Maybe you're too scared to change your split on a, you know, a self-generated deal or even a team lead. But now you bring this new appointment to the table that they didn't have before. Now you can, you know, fix that model that you might have screwed up. I love it, man. I think that's awesome. ISA team. Um, of course, there's virtual options for that as well. Have you guys tried using anyone like a rocker box or anyone virtual overseas like uh, my outdesk or thousand calls? We've tried it, dude, but the fact that we can be hands-on, like my lead ISA, and this is something I think is important too, is you got to have a lead ISA. We have a new one that just started last week. She's live coaching him. She's literally sitting next to him while he's on the phone, live coaching him through his calls. I think that's the game changer when it's in-house, there's somebody actually holding them accountable because what I've seen most people do is they hire an ISA and they're like, there's a computer in the back. Here's all these old garbage leads, like go call them and, and let me know if you get something from it. Right. That, that's where a lot of people fail. So we really treat our ISAs as one of the most valuable people on our team because they're the ones who are controlling all of these appointments. My agents all kiss the ISAs ass all day long and they're taking them out to lunch and buying right. gifts and everything. I'm ready for another one. Yeah. So they've understood these ISAs are very valuable um, where a lot of people treat them as like a peon, you know, they're, they're just like the bitch of the team or it's like yeah. the grunt work, the rookie job, like, no, dude, lead gen is everything. Yep. Yeah. It all starts one there. of my ISAs just won our script battle. Like the one that we just did, one of my, my lead ISA beat out all of my agents. Why do I want to give my leads to the agents when my ISAs are better than my agents? <laughs> Boy, maybe we got to get them licensed and fire your agents. Right. <laughs> <laughs> get you in hot water. That's been the challenge I've seen. And that's been the only negative I've said to lead scrubbing. We've always trained our agents to gen, uh, scrub all the leads we send. And I agree with you hundred percent. Facebook is horrible. does not convert. Well, we don't spend money anymore on Facebook at all. Um, all of our money is still going to Google ads essentially. And we're still converting 3%. And that's the best I've seen in the country on Google ad conversion, uh, yeah. but we've been running it a long, long time. And so our clicks are still a dollar, $10 a lead. Uh, we're spending about $500 for closed lead average commission, six grand. 
But my whole thing was if the lead person that's scrubbing is better over, you know, with dialogue, then what happens when you do tee up a lead and the agent goes on the appointment and then they botch it because they don't have the dialogue and you do, you have to do exactly what you're doing. And that is script training, take the best who are your ISAs and have them go up against the agents. And that should be the battle ISAs versus agents. Who's better. That's awesome, man, that you guys are doing stuff like that. So what's the best way for someone to get into your world? If they want to reach out just to give you a shout out for coming on today, or they want to again, sign up for coaching. I know you've got a lot of different things going yeah we have a one website where you can kind of do connect to everything that we've got going on it's the whistleway.com the whistleway.com you can subscribe to our podcast our youtube channel join our referral network because everybody's leaving california so we got a lot of referrals to give out um and then you can join our facebook group we share a lot of stuff like we live streamed a lot of the script battle into our facebook group um and then you can also get details on that media mayor mastermind course so the whistleway.com um, or just follow me on instagram i keep it simple it's at kyle whistle it's not like killer kitty 69 or something stupid. <laughs> like make your freaking instagram handle your name like why are you making it hard for people to find you it's look at mine that. At Jeff M. Cohn, because someone stole yeah. Jeff Cohn. That's awesome, man. Well, Kyle, thank you so much for coming on. And I want to invite all of our guests um, listening. Please, if you have any other questions, reach out to Kyle. Give him a shout out. Give us a five-star review on iTunes. That's the best way you can say thank you for Kyle coming on today. Of course, none of our guests get paid. This is all an abundance mindset. Just re- you know, We reached out to Kyle in an email and he said yes. And here he is. So we're really grateful that you gave us your time. Sorry, I started a little late today. Um, also, I want to extend an invitation to everyone listening to learn more about the elite real estate systems team leader and agent coaching. We also coach dialogue. We also coach on investing, go out to elite real estate systems.com. You can sign up for a quick 30 minute demo call. We also have a fun little cartoon we created there that you can watch that kind of showcases our product and then stay tuned for upcoming events. We just finished our team building summit. We had a couple hundred people in Omaha. It was a fascinating, the weather was great. Um, and we have another one coming up virtually in July and then in person in September. And so of course, Kyle, I'd love to get you out to one of our future team building summits and maybe have you come speak on marketing, videography, and that sort of thing. I think you can do an awesome job on that topic. So appreciate it, bro. Yeah, man. Appreciate you coming on today. And we'll definitely try to get you on again in the future. You guys go check out Kyle Whistle. It's got a lot to offer. Appreciate you coming on. All right. Thanks, dude. We'll see you later. See ya. Yeah.